Okay, well, uh, welcome to Behind the Mic Conversations of Hope. I am Mike Stone, your host, and uh, I have with me someone that may be familiar to you if you're watching the show. This is Amanda Valentine. Amanda, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, getting through Thanksgiving, you know, how it is, ate too much, Buckeyes yeah. lost today, but I'm still trying to, you know, pick myself up off the ground. <laughs> yeah, I, I really kind of just want to mope right now because that was a hard loss, uh, second year in a row, but it is what it is, and there are yes. bigger things than football, so... We're going to press on. Hey, I've got some exciting news for those of you who are listening. Uh, if you follow me on social media um, or if you go to my website, you have maybe already seen that we have some exciting news coming up. We're going to share that with you um, right now, actually. And then we've got a little bit of a podcast then after that that we want to share with you, too, that will be uh, timely. So. Um, Amanda and I, as you may have known from a previous episode, we, we knew each other way back in Bible college, and uh, we were going through, I believe, the same uh, major and graduated the same year, and, um, and then we met up just recently again here in Ohio, and uh, it, we're, just, we're kind of moving in the same direction as far as where our ministry is at right now, and so we have talked before and after the last podcast, and so, Amanda, I'm going to let you share the news, um, kind of what we're going to plan from from here on. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, it's been great to reconnect and with Mike and Tammy and uh, to get to be a part of what they see as a, a true ministry. And um, I'm honored to get to share this uh, exciting news with you Um Mike uh, had asked me if I would play a role in the podcast more than just um, being on it one time. Um, and that was to have a weekly segment um, as well as help out with some other uh, things as well. And so we are going to be kicking off a segment uh, titled Hope Worth Repeating. And it's going to happen midweek. So you'll have something midweek, and you'll also have the Normal Pack podcast on Sundays. Uh, where I'm really excited about that. And Hope Worth Repeating is really going to let you, give you a bird's eye view into several different resources that talk about hope. Different authors, different books, um, different um, thinkers. We'll talk about maybe um, a resource that they've shared and I'll share with you a quote that I think is worth repeating. And then we will dive into it and how we can glean hope from, um, from that quote. And then we'll let you know what resource that is. So you, if you love it, you can get it and you don't have to just purchase books all over the place trying to find those nuggets of truth. We'll try to bring those nuggets of truth to you as well as the book. But I'm very excited about it because I used to have a blog that did the same thing. And it was really a passion of mine to not necessarily um, have to always come up with that perfect quote for people. But there's been so many amazing things written that can be repeated and can bring hope into your life. And so... We're going to be starting that segment, and um, I'm thrilled to get to share that with you. And we're excited to introduce that. Um, so I'm going to give you guys just a little bit of insight. This podcast doesn't make a penny. 
Uh, I've never made any money off the podcast. I'm doing it because I believe that God's called me to do it. And uh, maybe we'll talk about that sometime. But it, it didn't come about because I thought I was a great speaker. I know I'm not. Uh, it didn't come about because I wanted to make a bunch of money because I'm not. It came about really because uh, I have a passion for people. Um, and that is uh, just encouraging people along their journey and pointing those who don't know Jesus to Jesus. And um, I believe, Amanda, we share that. And so it seemed like a really good fit. Um, you're down in the Columbus area. I'm up in the Northwest Ohio uh, area, but through technology, we're able to do this. And so I'm grateful to do it and grateful to have you. Uh, I think it's a perfect fit. I think it'll be an, a great addition to the podcast. So we've talked a lot about stories and conversations in the past. So we're adding to that. We're not getting rid of that. We're going to continue to talk about stories, God stories, and God conversations. And then in, like, like Amanda said, midweek, um, she is going to come in and she's going to give you uh, some hope worth repeating, which I think is going to be a great segment. Uh, we'll see what God does with it. But that's really what we want to do is just share the um, our passion for what God's called us to do with all of you. So we thank you for your support. We hope that you'll continue to support us. Tell others about the podcast. Um, it's going to be a twice weekly thing now. And uh, so we'll, we'll be excited to have you join us now. Uh, and there may be more exciting news coming. Uh, we have to get some things together, but that's that's the big one. I'm excited for that to happen, and I think it's a perfect fit. So, Amanda, with that, we are into officially into the holidays. And I yes. know uh, through your coaching, you have all kinds of resources. You have all kinds of experience. We want to talk about the holidays. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Holidays are supposed to be a wondrous, joyful, miraculous time of year. But let's face it, life is hard and it's not always that way. So uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. Holidays come with a lot of expectation. And I think regardless of how difficult last year was, we still think this year is going to be the best Christmas ever, the best family get togethers ever. And we always are setting ourselves up with these expectations. And, you know, the problem with expectations is they can breed disappointment. And so when we set ourselves up to say this is going to be the best ever, then we are not giving any room for the fact that it's imperfect people that celebrate these holidays together. Uh, It's broken and hurting people that celebrate these holidays together. Um, this year, there will be people who lost a loved one in, in the last year, and it's their first holiday season without them. Uh, there will be families that have gone through divorce in the last year, and, and it'll be the first holidays that are that way. Um, you know, there, there will be people who are grieving during the holidays. And, you know, of course, you hear the songs, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and and uh, sometimes, you know, I go, yeah, if you get that feeling every once in a while, but then you sometimes come back to reality and go, you know, this is actually kind of a hard time of year. And there's so many people who, who deal with that. And the holidays can honestly be very triggering for some people um, because they, they remind you of traditions that maybe you can't have anymore. Um, one that I have is, my uh, my grandpa, um, my grandpa Cotter, growing up, he always dressed up as Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. We would go over to their house after going to church, 
and he would carry a pocket watch and he would count down till Christmas. And, uh, that was, and we would go to my grandma's and we got to bring baby Jesus down off the roof of the nativity scene and put him in the manger. Mm-hmm. And both of my grandparents have passed now and there aren't any huge family get togethers like with cousins and, um, aunts and uncles. It's, it's changed. The traditions have changed. And sometimes we have to grieve that loss. So yeah, holidays can be very difficult. There's moments of joy. Um, there's moments of difficulty. So I think one of the best things we have to do is to realistically prepare for them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think as children, uh, just the gifts alone and just the the pageantry, you know, the things we did in school, the things we did at church uh, become tradition to us. And, uh, you know, I I look back to those things now, uh, you know, in my 50s. And it's kind of you season that now with a dose of reality. And the one thing that I think is important to understand is it's easy when you lose someone. Um, my my dad is, is no longer with us. My Both my grandparents are gone. Um, and, and it's easy to become cynical. Um, you know, when we go in the grocery store in October and the Christmas decorations are up, um, it, it's easy to become cynical. And I think that taking our focus off of the things that are uh, really affecting us and, and understanding really the, the meaning behind the holiday and not leaving that, not, not like you said, expectations, resetting expectations, I think is important um, because we don't want to become cynical. Uh, you know, there are too many movies about Scrooge and Grinch that we don't want to become that. So <laughs> there are enough of those, right? There are. There's enough. I don't know. I think I think one more musical could be good, but I'm always love musicals. <laughs> you know, you're right. And I think it's just important, like I said, to realistically prepare ourselves, um, prepare our hearts, um, prepare environments, um, just prepare our really our souls so that we can stay present. We can remember what the season is all about. Um, that's very important because really when we look at the Bible, it says his name will be Emmanuel, God with us. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to focus on this year is no matter how difficult it is, Emmanuel is with us Mm -hmm. and he's, he's walking with us through this time of year, whether it's you know, the best, it's like your first Christmas as a married couple or first Christmas with a little one, um, yeah. or it's a difficult season. He is with us in, in all of it. And, um, I think that that's really important, um, to remember. I, I will say that I think there's a few really good tools to have in your toolbox this time of year. And I'm, I'm just going to give you three and we can talk a little bit more about planning for the holidays in a minute. But the first one, the first tool that you have during this season is that you can call on the Lord at any time. Um, You know, Psalm 46, one says, God is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in trouble. We can always call on the Lord. Um, The second thing we can do is to call a brother or sister in Christ the, you know, Ecclesiastes says two are better than one. 
because mm. they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. So if you're struggling and you need to reach out, don't be ashamed about that. Call someone that yeah. you can talk to and they can encourage you and be there for you. And the third one is to stay present. Don't isolate. You know, um, try to stay in the moment and, and not worry about what happened in the past and not be concerned about what's going to happen in 30 minutes. But remember to focus. What I like to tell people is focus on the person in front of you. And that's all you have to do. Love the person in front of you. Focus on the person in front of you. Focus on the task at hand. And don't go beyond that. Um, mm. And just go from task to task that way, person to person that way, staying present in the moment, saying yes to activities like family games that some of us might want to avoid, uh, but saying yes so that we are staying present in the moment and we're not isolating because that can really um, cause a lot of detriment to our to the health of our brain and to our just feeling like we belong. So those are, th yeah. are three tools I, I say. Call on the Lord, call a brother or sister in Christ, and stay present. Staying present, I think, is, is a diff difficult one for me because I am an introvert. So I mm -hmm. naturally just kind of want to withdraw so I can recharge. Um, but I know over the holidays, you sometimes you do, you just want to step away. And, and we can't, I guess, based on your advice, we can't let that become habit. We need to force ourselves outside of that box, especially during the holidays. Um, you know, I, I just, I still go back to the first Christmas without my, my dad and everybody just kind of didn't really want to do it, you know, um, because it wasn't the same. That was his favorite holiday. And so, um, you know, not forcing ourselves to push forward and do some of those traditions and just continue on uh, would have been detrimental. I think we all at this point would have just kind of withdrawn and been kind of, like I said, cynical and been like, oh, Christmas is coming again and uh, call on the Lord. And that's something that we should be doing every day anyway, um, because if you do that once a year, um, it just seems like a cliche, but if you're doing that all the time, you recognize how important that is because if we're calling on the Lord for things all the time, every day, it becomes a habit. And that one is a really simple one to do if we're in the habit of doing that. So really great stuff there. Yeah. I think, I think especially this time of year, uh, we think about Christmas and we think about Christ and, uh, I myself, <clears throat> part of me have, started to lean a little bit more into um, the advent of the season and mm -hmm. the expectancy of the season. And um, every year I've gotten an advent study. And even for my kids, um, advent, it's little advent ornaments that become a garland that we, that we read. Now as they've gotten older, it's harder to get them wrangled around to want to read, um, together as a family, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. um, we still have the garland to prove that we once did. <laughs> um, but, um, drawing near and, and Advent, there are really a lot of good Advent resources out there. Um, I can link, um, one that I'm doing this year, as well as some others in the notes, if anyone is interested, because Advent season is right on us. Yeah, that's um, right. And it is a great way to reflect on really what this season is about and, and keep it as a call on the Lord 
because Advent, you know, is expectancy. It's waiting, really. And we're we're all waiting, you know. We're all going to be waiting till Jesus comes for the hope and the peace that we desperately long for to be permanent and to be pervasive. So um, I think, you know, with that tool, that first tool, looking at maybe doing an Advent study or even just reading, you know, the the a gospel or, or something like that, that you could do, um, can keep you close, can keep you close to the Lord during this time. Absolutely. And you're looking at about a month of, of, uh, daily readings or reflections or meditations or whatever. Um, that can become a habit really quickly too. And, uh, it, and it's, uh, I, I think it's, it is something that a lot of us miss because we do focus on that one day. And, um, and focusing all the focus and the time and the energy to be put into one day can drain you. So I love that idea of the advent and just making time every day to refocus and recenter on what we're even doing this for. So really good stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And there's some, also just some really great Christmas music to listen to. You don't always have to listen to some of the stuff that's out there that is just, you know, pop Christmas music, which is fun for your, you know, your work get togethers or whatnot, but there are some really great songs, spirituals this mm-hmm. time of year that you can have playing in your home just to cultivate that presence, um, of God, um, in your home. And, and while you're doing the tasks that have to be done and being able to bring that peaceful presence into your home, um, I think is really important you know there's all kinds of ways to make home feel like a haven right Mm -hmm. there's music there's certain smells of the holidays Uh, you know i love the smell of um mulled apple cider and i love you know the smell of monkey bread and an awesome ham dinner um i have a certain scent called christmas spirit that i love to diffuse in the house. Um, you know, there are things you taste that, mm-hmm. you know, bring, oh, it's the Christmas season, right? There's things you touch, yeah. there's things you see. So engage your senses. That's another way to stay present is what are, what am I seeing right now? Well, I'm seeing the Christmas tree. What am I touching right now? What am I tasting yeah. right now? And that keeps you grounded and present, especially when your brain goes, starts to get into stress mode or um, gets triggered. Use those five senses to stay connected to the present. Yeah. You just mentioned triggers. Um, Can we talk about triggers? Yeah, let's talk about triggers. Um, Triggers are painful reminders um, of the past. They can pop up from hearing a specific song, eating a specific food, seeing a specific person, driving on a specific street, uh, shopping in a, seeing a store in the mall. Triggers can come from anywhere that have to do with past trauma or past hurts, past wounds. Um, you know, you look through albums of past Christmases and there's all kinds of triggers there, grief and, and hurts. And, you know, maybe you've got a child who's not living at home or is, is, you know, far from God and you see pictures of them and when they're little and they're in their Christmas plays and you, 
and there's these triggers, you know, that happen. And I think that we are not helpless against triggers. And that's, that's one of the main things I want to get across is we're not helpless against triggers. We cannot control that they happen, but we can control what we do with them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, could be even certain ornaments for the trees. It could be that you used to host Christmas Eve and now everybody's graduated. So you have an empty house on Christmas Eve. Um, so what can you do about them? Well, I think, you know, you have to be real with yourself. If looking at pictures triggers you, don't look at the pictures. Just focus on the here and now and what memories are being made now. And don't go back right now if you're not ready to go back and look at pictures. Make new traditions um, that you can use instead of maybe some of the ones that are triggering. Like this year, um, both my twin sister and I, we both were talking the other day and we're like, we think we should do Christmas caroling. And I'm like, I was thinking the same thing. And so introducing, you know, new traditions that don't trigger you like some of the old traditions might. Um if there's things you need to get rid of, get rid of them and make sure, you know, that you don't isolate with triggers, reach out to someone, be with others at lonely times. That is so important, um, is to, to be with others, but those, those triggers can definitely come up. And there are honestly specific triggers for specific holidays even, Um, And that's why, you know, I think it's really important to have a plan for the holidays for each specific one, because each one is different, right? What triggers you for Thanksgiving probably won't trigger you all the way for Christmas Eve or Christmas or New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. So that's why I think a plan um, is important. And I think it's also important to remember when we're thinking about how difficult the day might be is... That is just one day. It's just Mm, one day. And we can get through it. We can get through it. Um, So, yeah. um, Dealing with triggers is part of the season. I think think one, doing some intentional work around this is really good. And I can make this document available in our links. Um, But this one thing I think is important is what is your goal for this season? You know, tell, ask yourself, what is my goal for this season? You know, for me, I, my goal is that love is shown, you know, no matter if it's, if it's given back, I want to show love to people around me. That is one of my goals for this season. Um, making new traditions is, another goal for this holiday season, being with family. I love to craft. So being to crafting, having intentional moments of calm, because I too need alone time to re-energize. What we would normally say is an obvious goal is celebrate Jesus, right? But also celebrate us, celebrate your family, celebrate what you've been through, Um, make new and pleasant memories. So the question is, what is my goal for this holiday season? And write it down. Um, mm. Write it down. Get it on paper. What is my goal? Another th- question, another journaling prompt or something you write down, like I said, I-, I will make this document available, is what do I like about our holidays? I like that you're with family more. I like that, you know, 
there's a little bit of a slower pace on those days, you know, where nobody has to be at work and things like that. I like the certain traditions and the foods around holidays. I love to ha have a cozy fire in the fireplace and not so much of a schedule. I love the Christmas Eve church service. So what do you like about what you already do with your holidays and write it down? And then the next breath, what don't I like? You know, I don't like yeah. the excess of the holidays. Sometimes I don't, I don't, man, when I was a young mom, I would get so anxious around Christmas thinking how many new things were coming into the house, right? So sometimes it's the excess that I don't like. It's yeah. the, um, sometimes the pretending or the masks that people put on so that they don't have to, sh you don't get to see what's really going on. And the reason I don't like that about our holidays is just because I, I care about people where they really are, you know, yeah, and, that's right. and that's how we can love them. Um, the holidays also for me can carry with them some, su some superficial, um, family conversations. So I tend to be a deep talker. I go deep fast and that's kind of how I type on the Enneagram. That's how I, that's where I am everywhere is I'm a deep talker. And so superficial talk, I don't like about the holidays. Like, Oh, what'd you get for Christmas? Oh, what color is this? Oh, can you move this weather? You know, I'm like, I want to know like what's going on with your soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's but, right. You know, so I might not like that about the, about that, but then you can uh, ask yourself, what do I want to do differently? What do I want to do differently? If I don't like those things, well, I want to do more with family. I want to spend less time dwelling on the past. I want to get, I want to surrender my expectations I want to be present. Um, so, you know, there are different things that you can do. And then what are some ideas for some new traditions? Well, maybe your family wants to see the Nutcracker together every year. Or maybe you want to go to the Zoo Lights every year. Um, but building in those things that you actually enjoy, I think, is really important. Yeah, you know, uh, that brings up one of the things that we did, and, and you're it's right on according to what you're saying is uh it was christmas eve was a really special time for my family we would always go to our christmas eve service at church and then we would go back to my parents house unwrap gifts and just spend time together so when my dad was no longer there um none of us wanted to do that and so my my immediate family my wife and my two kids we decided because grandpa liked Waffle House after service on Sunday, on Christmas Eve, we would go to the Waffle House and hardly mm -hmm. anybody was there. So that has become a crazy little tradition for us that we look forward to now. So I think you're right online. Um, you can take those things that, that are, it, it became a, such a sad time because we, we recognized who we were missing and we flipped it around and said, you know, he wouldn't want us to be upset at this time. Uh, mm -hmm. So we did something kind of to honor him and it became just something we do now. Uh, my wife doesn't even like Waffle House, but we still go and we enjoy it. Uh, and we usually have a lot of great conversations with the staff that's there because they're usually bored. So uh, yeah, I, I really like that advice. Uh, and I think it's really trying to just, what am I focused on? Uh, you said focus a lot. And I think if we aren't aware of it, we can start focusing on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy to do. It's very yeah. easy to get caught up in our, what we call stinking thinking. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I, um, going along with just, you know, your goals and stuff. I really think that 
especially if the holidays are difficult for you, it's important to have a plan for the yeah. day. I like that. Um, so on this tips kind of sheet for my plan for the holidays, it goes through each holiday. We've already passed Thanksgiving, so my Thanksgiving one is done. But the next one is my plan for Christmas Eve. Now, I don't think I've shared this on the podcast before, but this year I went through a divorce. And so this is my first year going through the holidays, um, being divorced and doing shared parenting. So sharing traditions instead of, you know, doing them all together, that's been very hard. And I've grieved a lot of those things because I won't have my kids on Christmas Eve this year. I'll have them later in the day on Christmas day. So things that I used to do, my traditions that I had set up when we were all together was, you know, pajamas every Christmas Eve. And I'd make caramel corn on Christmas Eve. And we'd watch a movie and we'd play a game. And and now it's it's going to look very different this year because I, I won't be with them. Um, so when I look at my plan for Christmas Eve, when I identify, the, when I'm making a plan, the first thing I want to do is identify the possible triggers. And possible triggers for me for Christmas Eve are the tradition, the tradition of the pajamas, um, the driving around and seeing Christmas lights together as a family, the um, Christmas Eve service together as a family. Mm -hmm. And then for me, Christmas Eve, staying up late um, with my oldest daughter and uh, my now ex-husband and wrapping gifts and getting the stockings ready and you know all that all that stuff that has to happen putting the cookies out for Santa and so all of those are a little triggering this year when I think about yeah. them yeah um, I think about that's not what it's going to be like and so after I've listed my possible triggers then for each trigger I list my planned response and my planned response for some of these triggers are for the pajamas. Well, I'm going to get pajamas for myself and I might even get pajamas for my parents and see movies, see a movie with them and hang out with them um, on Christmas Eve. You know, when it comes to the caramel corn, make it for them. Um, When it comes to still the late night uh, wrapping with a family member, um, I'll have, I think I'll turn on maybe one of my favorite Christmas movies and, and wrap them and have hot cocoa and, and things like that. So coming up, you know, with, with the possible triggers, uh, in my planned response is important because you already know what you're going to do if that trigger comes up. Yeah. The, one of the hard things is if a trigger comes up and you just freeze Yeah. or you go into, uh, you know, fight or flight. And you're stuck because I don't know what to do with this trigger. I, gosh, this came up. I didn't even see it coming. And and so it's important to go ahead and, and think through Christmas Eve, through Christmas day, what are the possible triggers for those days? Yeah. Write them down and then write your planned response for each one. Um, How do you think that could help maybe some people? Mike with with their triggers. You know, I first of all, I'm grateful and thankful that you shared your personal because I think a lot of people are there, um, and I think that 
It's great advice not to be, not to try to forget about that night or that day. But like you said, plan it out. These are the things that are going to happen. So how am I going to react when that feeling hits me, when that time comes when we would normally do this and it's not happening? I love the fact that you plan ahead and you have uh, already decided what's going to happen. Um, I think that's so important because uh, I, I know lots of uh, friends that I have that have gone through that already and uh, or, or going to along with you. Um, I think it's important to realize, too, that you're not alone, unfortunately. Um, this is happening all over the world. Um, it's an unfortunate result of just sin in our world that, uh, that this happens. But I think it's important just to, like you said, to plan on that. This is what's going to happen. This is how I'm going to handle that. Um, it actually becomes a new normal, right? Um, mm-hmm. You built those traditions. Those traditions were special to you. Uh, but now there's a new normal. And uh, doesn't have to be, uh, doesn't have to be a bad thing. I like the idea. It sounds kind of good to me to have pop in a movie and rap with hot chocolate. Uh, you know, because because it's. Uh, I remember lots of chaotic Christmas eves as well. But uh, regardless of what you want, you know what is is reality. And I think the planning part is so important. I think it's great advice. Yeah. And I I even take it a step further too, you know, so once you've planned your possible triggers and your, uh, what your planned response is, is make a plan for the day. Um, the day can come and it can hit hard. It can hit you hard. Um, so literally I plan out, what am I going to do in the morning? What am I going to do in the afternoon? What am I going to do in the evening? And then I have a plan B for those things. Yeah. So because life um, happens, right? Life happens. And um so for instance, just I'll go back to Thanksgiving um because I haven't planned my day yet uh for Christmas Eve. But in I put in the morning. I'm going to shower. I'm going to watch the parade. I'm going to eat um the homemade cinnamon rolls. I'm going to take my time and I'm going to make the relish tray for the family meal. Okay. Uh, plan B is if someone is sick, then I will send the relish tray with someone and have someone bring me cinnamon rolls. <laughs> there you go. Um, for the <laughs> afternoon is dinner at my sister's house. Um, plan B, if someone is sick, stay home and eat leftovers another time. Watch a movie. Evening, hang out at sister's house, bring a game and a craft. It's always good for me to bring it. I bring a craft with me everywhere I go because it's good for me to keep my hands busy. Yeah. Um, bring a game or a craft. And then plan B is if someone is sick, then at home I will craft and decorate and um, watch movies and drink hot cocoa. So I have a plan A and I have a plan B. And then I feel good going into the day knowing this is exactly what I'm going to do yeah. on that day. So when I start to feel like the anxiety or the triggers coming, I'm like, okay, it's afternoon, which means it's time for dinner at my sister's house. I just need to do what I need to do to get out of the house and get there. That's the most important thing, yeah. you know? And so that is the final layer really of the plan for the holidays. Um, 
and you can plan for all of them. Christmas, the one, the ones that are left, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas day, new year's Eve, new year's day, um, plan for every single one, you know, and even into the new year, if, if there are triggering holidays, you know, like Valentine's day or, um, even Easter for some people because they've lost loved ones, make a plan for it, you know? Or if you know there's a hard day coming, like it's an anniversary of the death of a loved one, make a plan for that day and bring someone into that day with you so that you're Mm. not doing that day alone. You know, so plan for these difficult trigger-inducing days so that you're ready for them and they don't take you by surprise and don't try to go it alone. That's awesome. You know, I think uh, this was a little bit heavy, um, and holidays are supposed to be bright and cheery. But honestly, I think that if we were to poll everyone listening, we would find that the the large majority of those listening uh, understand exactly what this is about, because uh, I think we have all pretty much been there or uh, are dealing with something like this. So. Really great stuff, Amanda. Um, holidays are just around the corner. In fact, we're kind of in them. We're, we just mm-hmm. got through Thanksgiving, so it's it's off and running whether you're ready for it or not. Uh, we want your your holiday to be joyful, and we want you to plan ahead. Whether you're having that those first holidays uh, with a, a newborn uh, or whether this is one of those really tough holidays, we want you to plan ahead and uh, to find the joy in, uh, and the purpose behind the holiday. Amanda, is there anything you want to add to this? Um, you know, I just want to add just a few quick tips. Uh, the first one being to set small, reasonable goals per day. Don't try to do everything in one day. Like the night before, I've got cookies, gifts, da da da. Set small, realistic we do that. goals. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's real. It's right. Yeah, um, it's stressful. <laughs> And then if you want to call a friend to be a part of it, call a friend to be a part of it or a family member. Another one is to make an effort during this time of year to still be physically active. It's harder to do when the weather is bad, but even a short walk outside uh, or if if the weather's too bad, go walk the mall or a big store and get active, get moving, you know, our body responds to those large motor activities. A lot of times I'll roll my shoulders, I'll stretch, um, jumping jacks, you know, things like that. They can really just get the endorphins going in your brain. So set small, reasonable goals per day, make an effort to be more physically active. And then, um, the final one is to be kind to yourself. Um, If you're having a tough year, this is not the year to try to have the best light display outside and the biggest Christmas village inside and 13 different kinds of cookies and eight Christmas trees. You know, this is, you don't be kind to yourself. You're setting Um, yourself up for failure. You are. Scale back a little bit. you You know, scale back. It's okay. Give yourself a break and remind yourself, this will get easier. Want you, it will get easier um, over time and as you heal. But just be, just be kind to yourself. Um, I, I will say this, you know, the last thing is I, w- I got really gung-ho one day about decorating for Christmas. And then more of life happened. And 
I just lost the desire to, to do it. I feel unmotivated, um, mm-hmm. tired. Um, and of, of course I ended up getting sick, but, um, I am going to, I'm telling myself as part of my plan that it's not going to probably be a surge of joy or something that's going to get me to do that this year. It's going to have to be planned and setting a small, reasonable goal every day. Get the tree out today. You know, bake a batch of cookies today. That's going to keep me going. And that's important because it's you're not letting yourself do nothing, yeah. which makes you feel guilty and worse, but it helps you... I'm going to empty this one Christmas ornament bin today hmm. and just to make it day by day. And yeah. and I can just be real with the people listening. That is where I am this year. Yeah. And if you're there too, that's okay. Yeah. Be kind to yourself, reach out for help. Remember you can call on the Lord. You can call on a brother or sister in Christ and you can stay present in the moment. Um, Emmanuel is with us. He is with us this year in the good and the bad and the ugly. He is with us. Amen. Such great advice. I also would like, uh, for those of you who would like to do so, um, again, Amanda and I both have a heart for people and um, drawing them closer to Jesus. So if you have any prayer requests over this next month of holidays, um, Please feel free to post them on social media. Um, if you don't want to post them on social media, that's okay. You can also email us. Um, you can email Mike at behindthemike.net, um, and we will pray for you. We will uh, take those requests uh, to the Lord on your behalf, and uh, we would be honored to do so. Well, I want to remind you, Amanda is going to be a regular fixture here. Whether she likes it or not, it's going to be fun. <laughs> and this was, I think, a good example of what you're going to hear on Hope Worth Repeating, um, a little bit of that really deep advice and some um, some practical things that will help you through. And so we invite you to invite others to listen and to join us and uh, watch for uh, social media for uh, those that kickoff, uh, it's coming soon. We believe it'll probably be the first of the year, but who knows, we may jump in a little bit early too. So, um, Amanda, we're grateful that you shared today about the holidays, which I think is so important because uh, we know there are people out there with a smile on their face and dreading the season. So um, I think that's a lot of great advice that you can arm people with. Um, I know I'm going to be using some of that as well. And so, um, all right, until next time, remember, if your life is grounded in Jesus, even in the darkest times, there's hope.